I can't stress this enough. Your life smooths out. Your money makes way more sense the more you feel what you're feeling. And for a lot of us, that means allowing vulnerability to be okay. Allowing our big, scary emotions to feel big and scary. That has to be just a, all right, I'm surrendering to this feeling a certain way and getting support, taking the bold action of saying, I cannot do this by myself. Because truly, if we can navigate our emotional energy around pain, then we can do anything. And that's what we're here to do. Welcome to Wealthy and Aligned by Human Design the podcast dedicated to helping you use human design in your business from the ground up. You have everything you need right now to start serving the world with immense value and get paid to do it. In this podcast, I teach you how. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. So this week, I'm going to talk in depth about the emotional authority. I realized I don't really have much in my free content for this big emotional energy. You guys are 50% of our world, so we have to talk about it, and we have to give you all the tools you need to equip yourself, to empower yourself in using it as you create your millions. (laughs) So even if you don't have an emotional authority as your main decision-making center, you want to listen in because this podcast will help you understand this energy. It will help you understand the people in your life and the clients in your life and how this energy in general just works. Navigating the emotional authority as the carrier of big emotional energy, and then knowing how to help someone else learn and embrace this authority will be a total game changer for your life and business. Trust me. And like I said, 50% of our population is ruled by their emotional authority. That means 50% of us are making decisions based on this big emotional energy. So I just really feel like it's time we all know how to use it and relate to it and understand it, have compassion for it, and just make a decision to use it in alignment with our designs. And I have an open emotional center. So my solar plexus on my chart is open, wide open. (laughs) And so this has allowed me to become really intelligent and wise around this energy. And of course, you know, I see patterns in my clients that I really just felt would be valuable to share here so that you can go into your lives just knowing a little more about how you or someone you love operates and how you affect someone else when you have the big emotional energy in your authority. Imagine a world where we used emotional energy as a tool that we leveraged for our greater success instead of something we feared. But before we get into everything, I have a few announcements. We have made some pretty freaking cool updates to the high frequency formula. So you can check out all of that at the link in the show notes. We've updated our page there. 
We've added some cool coaching additions and some more audio and video content for you. The Bulletproof Aura Meditation has really been proving to be a game changer. So I wanted to read to you what my fractal line is saying about this. One client says, the Bulletproof Aura makes me feel like I'm unfuckable with. I notice that things that would trigger me in the past just don't even phase me. This is magic. So I put this bulletproof aura grounding meditation in the high frequency formula, and it's really serving my fractal line well in there. So I'm adding a bunch more of this audio juicy goodness as it comes in. Another client says, I've been using the grounding meditation each morning before my daughter wakes up. And as a result, I've experienced many improvements in my daily life, including recognizing behaviors of the not self quickly and easily redirecting my energy, supporting and rebalancing my nervous system more efficiently, leaning into tasks and opportunities that bring me more joy more often with less resistance or guilt, slowing down and becoming more present, receiving answers to questions, and welcoming three new clients. That's my favorite. She says, my favorite parts are feeling the connection of my authority in my body, seeing what color light comes to me each day, and then filling my aura with that light. Very special. It is very special. And it's a big game changer when you are navigating emotional energy. So I just thought I'd highlight that before we got into the goodness here in this podcast. Because I'm so excited to expand this offer. We have some amazing fractal line members inside this room just making decisions that are changing the game for the way they show up in their brands. Like I said, emotional authorities are 50% of the population. So these authorities are big energy beings. They come into the world with big energy and really have never been taught how to properly use and navigate the big energy of their emotional solar plexus. So you came into the world as big feelers, right? Which, if you think about it, was probably uncomfortable to everyone around you, unless they were like ninjas and had done a lot of self-healing and personal development work and gotten themselves squared away before you came into the world, right? Because most of us had parents and teachers that were really uncomfortable with big emotional energy, and they didn't know how to handle their own emotional energy. So you were told to do things with your emotional energy that made other people comfortable, right? So what does that mean? Like when we don't know how to deal with something that's really scaring us, we resort to most of us dysfunctional tactics, right? Before we're highly aware and in alignment. So we shut it down. We stifle it. We move away from it or we tell it we don't like it. It's too much or stop or we flat out ignore it. So lots of things happen when these beings come into the world and none of it carefully fosters the mature growth and responsible awareness of the proper use of, you know, our emotional energy. So we are only as aware of our own emotional energy as our parents, teachers, and external authority figures are. 
(laughs) for most of us, that's not a lot. So when we grow up and we find human design and we realize, oh, this is an energy we get to harness for our own success, it can overwhelm us, right? So I've heard some clients say, well, I'm not an emotional person, so that actually shocks me that I'm an emotional authority because I'm actually the opposite of that. Like, I don't feel a lot. Or I hear the other end of the spectrum, like, oh my gosh, I'm so emotional. It is so uncomfortable for me even how one day I'm so ecstatic, manic, and then the next day I'm just low and sad and it just feels like I'm on this emotional roller coaster all the time. And all of these indicate to me a lack of embodiment around what exactly it means to have access to the emotional energy inside of your aura and being able to tap into the true magic of what the center has to offer you. So our emotional authority is an awareness of our solar plexus energy center. It's emotional awareness and it operates in waves. Okay. So this center the emotional energy in the center gets activated with any trigger. Now, a trigger is something that just disturbs the natural homeostasis of being. So when a neutral environment is disturbed, like out of neutrality, that indicates a trigger has been introduced into the aura environment. And those vary in different degrees depending on your conditioning, but it's up to you to get to know that. Now, our aura is our own energetic safety bubble, right? It's that thing that we can control when we learn we have an aura and where all the areas in it are, what's defined and what's open, we can control what we have access to. And with an emotional authority, that means you're defined there, you're colored in your solar plexus, you can control your emotional energy. That means you get the say on where you spend it where you don't spend it, and how long it takes for you to get to know it. Now, what I'm seeing happening is human design is hitting everyone. Everyone's now aware of human design as a thing. And so we all find what are the biggest parts of our charts, and we realize we have this strategy and the authority, and then the emotional authorities are reading, well, I have to wait 24 to 48 hours to make a decision And you're allowing that, what you're reading in a book, to be your understanding of what it means to have an emotional authority. And then you're wondering why your lives aren't changing, your businesses aren't blowing up. (laughs) And every month your income's staying the same or it's on a roller coaster, okay? So I'm going to do my best to explain everything about the emotional authority as I know it and I've experienced it, but this podcast does not do the one thing that actually changes your life, okay? It does not replace your experience of your own emotional energy, and it does not do the act of living, breathing, and making decisions as you. So... I will cover, you know, generally speaking, what this energy is and how it works and how I've seen it work with my clients and definitely tell you how to take action for yourself with it. But remember, my loves, this is your human design experiment, right? And in order for you to know what that means for you, you have to go out there and use it, trial and error it, okay? The human design experiment is nothing to be afraid of. 
right? So get out there and use it. Like I always tell everybody, what do you have to lose? Use it for 30 days and see if your life just starts to shift. What if that could be true? Okay, so the solar plexus is in the lower right triangle. So it's across from the sacral center above the root energy center. So if you're looking at the chart face on, that's where the solar plexus sits. And if you're just thinking, oh, I'm sitting in my body, where does it sit in my aura? You want to imagine this energy center being to the lower left quadrant. Now, for you, this energy is always on. If you have an emotional authority, just know my emotional energy is always on. I don't have to tap into anyone else to get emotional awareness, to understand emotions. I have my own. And based on how I've been conditioned, that's how I experience emotional energy. It is always your work to decondition this center. Okay. Now that kind of throws some people off because we read in the books that our open energy is where we decondition. And while I will say, yes, that's the most urgent thing to decondition first. I also want you just to be aware that the way your emotional energy feels and sits in your aura and how you navigate it has been trained by who you were raised with, right? Whoever you trusted the most to teach you survival skills has taught you how to navigate this energy. So it's really important for you to take a good look at who that has been for you, right? Was it your mom? Was it your dad? Was it grandma and grandpa? To really find out how this energy works for you at a baseline level, you must first know who you're still giving power to outside of yourself to manage it, right? If it's really mom in there with all the emotional conditioning, then you're still allowing mom to dictate how you run your emotional energy. So that looks like when I feel this way, it means blank based on your mom. So if this happens and typically what we do in our family is we react this way, then that's how I react now as the adult in my life. So you can find out who that is. It's either your immediate parents or authority figures. It's the person you looked at to let you know if you were going to survive or not. Like we were infants just looking at our authority figures to say, you're going to tell me how I can live here. If you were raised in an environment where feelings, big emotions were considered weak, then you probably curated an emotional, energetic environment that catered to what that meant for you. So if emotions felt weak and anytime you felt anything, you picked that feeling meant death in some way, you stopped, right? And over time, you did that more and more, you stuffed more and more, and the big feelings became less big because you learned how to survive in your environment by managing the big feelings on your own because nobody else taught you, so you taught yourself. And maybe what they did teach you was we don't feel like that. We don't cry. We don't overreact. You're being too dramatic. Whatever that is, the more you associated my big emotional energy is uncomfortable for other people and those people are the ones I depend on for survival, the more you put that energy away for yourself 
and didn't use it to tap into. Nobody taught you how. If you lived in an environment where everyone felt all of the time, no one was managing their emotional energy and they're all big ups and downs. Feeling a lot just meant mismanaged dysfunctional chaos for your childhood. So your ego sees chaos as normal and looks to keep your emotional life in chaos so that it survives. See how that works? So it's really important for you to just take some time to be alone and know how this energy feels for you alone, right? Without making it mean anything, just sit with your emotional energy minus triggers of any kind. And I think that's why that bulletproof aura meditation works so well is because it really puts you in touch with who you are at a baseline level so that going out into the world and navigating your triggers makes way more sense. You come to your life with a heightened state of awareness. You're not reacting or avoiding as you used to. And the way to really knowing your emotional authority is by knowing it right now in the present moment. And like I said, we're navigating the triggers that come in from where we are right now. We're not looking back in the past and saying, well, I used to do it this way, and so that's how I'm going to keep doing it. Or it didn't work for me because I did it that way, so I'm not going to do it that way. Because until we're aware that we have emotional, big emotional energy that's been driving most of our actions and our decisions... We cannot use who we've been in the past to dictate how we show up in our now for our future. So we want to navigate the triggers that come in in the now with awareness as an observer, right? Not being afraid of them, just being aware of them. And right there is the work for a lot of you is when something comes in and disturbs the force with you, what are you doing? And I'm going to give you some action steps on how to navigate your emotional energy in a few minutes. Okay, so I'm going to pull something from the High Frequency Formula Workbook straight from the Energy Center section. This is where I describe the high frequency expression of the emotional solar plexus and the low frequency expression. So high frequency expression of this energy is allowing the emotion to move through the aura without reacting to it. We're just in a state of awareness that emotion is information and nothing to attach to. I'm going to say that again. Emotion is information and nothing to attach to. Okay. So moving through the emotion and expressing emotion in a way that soothes the soul and not disrupts it is how we transmute all of our emotional frequency so that it is no longer a trigger disturbing the force. It's just something that comes through. One of the things I use as a gauge of wisdom for emotional energy, because I'm open here, is how quickly do I see someone releasing emotional energy or how stuck is someone on emotional energy? So chances are that if you know, my clients are coming to me and they're having all these problems with whatever, money mostly, because that's, you know, what we're doing over here. There's somewhere along the line, we're holding on to the energy, the emotional energy of what money means in our lives instead of 
just releasing the energy emotion that is in our body, in our aura, and allowing it just to flow. Emotional energy is energy in motion, meaning it just needs to move. So we're the ones that give it good or bad. But let me go into the low frequency expression. Okay. Low frequency is when we're using emotional energy to make decisions and take action from. That means any state of emotional energy. Emotional energy that we label good or bad, doesn't matter. When we're using the energy to make decisions and take action from, we are in a low frequency state. This can also show up as chronic states of unmanaged emotion. So chaotic emotional states, holding on to victim consciousness, life is happening to me, emotions feel bad, I'm bad, things like that. Another low frequency expression is when we allow others' emotional states to dictate our frequency or we attach to emotional energy for long periods of time without releasing it. Okay, so with a defined solar plexus, you're here to learn to navigate your emotions, right? You carry the big emotional energy because it's information for you. You need it. It's a necessity. It is your way of surviving. And when you're navigating emotions and not clinging to them, then you're better able to regulate your emotional energy. And by doing this for yourself, you help others do the same, right? So it's very important to get to know what happens to you when the triggers come and dysregulate that homeostasis for yourself so that you can become aware of what you do in that moment. Do you react? What do you do? How do you transmute it, if at all? And then learn from that based on the result that you're living in. The beauty of this energy is that you get to decide how you want it to feel. You get to decide what neutrality means to you. You get to be the observer of what triggers this energy into reaction of any kind. So do you tend to get triggered and take action right away when something hits the force? Or do you get triggered and then numb because it's uncomfortable to feel anything? Do you get triggered and hide or do you get triggered and reactive? Now, if you're brand new to human design and the experiment's all new to you, I suggest getting to know this energy for about 30 days without reacting or retreating at all and see what it reveals to you about who you are. Pretty mind-blowing because emotions, like I've said, are literally energy emotion. And there's a statistic, which is literally... If we were just to allow any emotional energy to come in through our aura and we did not resist it, we did not cling on to it, we did not make it mean anything, and we just didn't stick to it, it would only last 90 seconds. What? What if instead of doing anything about your emotional energy, you felt it all the way in and let it do its thing, give you all the information it needed to give you, and then leave. How would your life change? I don't know. Give it 30 days and find out. We are the ones that put meaning behind the sensations our body feels when we experience the frequency through our solar plexus. From the time we're born, we have taken cues from other people, everyone outside of ourselves to determine the meaning of our own emotional energy. So I like to use this example because I have three children and 
none of them are defined emotionally, by the way, but this is a great example of like my conditioning on my kids. (laughs) Oh, my poor kids. So when Noah was little, my firstborn, if he fell down, I was like, oh no, no, no. Like I was worried about him. I would go pick him up. I would brush him off. I'd be like, are you okay? Did that hurt? Oh, poor baby. Let mommy kiss it better, right? I would do all that. Before Noah would even give me like a a wince on his face, like that hurt. Like I would just, I was that overprotective mom. I didn't want anything to happen to him. I didn't want him to feel bad. So I went in and tried to protect him from feeling bad before he even felt bad. But then I had another child, Jaden, and then I had my third. And by the time I had my third, I felt pretty good about I've got my kids under control. Like they're pretty good kids. They're they're not suffering for anything. So I would let Chloe go out and fall and just watch her. She would go, her little her little legs would toddle around and she'd fall. And sometimes she'd look back at me like, what happened? I don't know. Something just happened. I fell. It didn't go according to plan. And I would never infuse my fear or worry on Chloe. I was just like, it's okay. What's going on? Like, I didn't say anything. I don't, I'm trying to think of like an exact moment, but I can picture it in my head where she was just looking at me and I just didn't do anything. And she literally just got right back up and started doing her thing again. So right there, that moment in time is a perfect example of what our people, our parents, our teachers, our authority figures did to us, like totally not intending to. I didn't mean for Noah to have been conditioned in that moment to react and feel a certain way. I was acting from my own lack of emotional intelligence. So as I got more comfortable being a mother and I became less fearful of my children experiencing pain and disappointment and sadness and tear energy, all the crying, then I just became a mother that nurtured emotional energy wherever it fell. And having the emotional authority also means that you dictate the emotional energy of your environment. This is huge. I'm a big proponent of empowering you to take what you have in your design and use it for your success, for the betterment of your relationships, for the betterment of your financial situation and your health, all of the things that our design can do for us. Let's take what we have, learn how to use it, and empower ourselves around it. So when I'm working with families, couples, I'm like, who's got the emotional energy around here? What are you guys doing when you're connected? And what are you guys doing when you're separate? When Jaden's doing his readings for the families, we're looking at the children and we're looking at the parents like, okay, who's carrying the emotional energy? Because I'll tell you, as having an open solar plexus, feeling is only as uncomfortable as the other person feels. So when I feel something, I only feel it as another person feels it. That's the literal definition of an empath. It is mind-blowing 
to recognize that when I'm feeling something, it's not me, not necessarily me, right? There are things that happen that make me feel things, of course, but most of the time when I'm just walking around doing the Danielle thing, I'm not experiencing big emotional energy. So this gives our emotional authorities a lot of responsibility. So whatever you're feeling, everyone else is feeling, and now that you can own your emotional responsibility, you can be empowered. Because when you're emotionally intelligent, everyone around you becomes emotionally intelligent because you're teaching us emotional power. And the more you own and know your own emotional energy, the more we get to as well. So let's talk about the emotional authority and decision-making because we must find our patterning for our decision-making for there to be any sort of sustainable, repeatable, consistent success in our life, okay? So here's what I want you to do. When a trigger comes, something pisses you off or you want to do something really quickly and you're so excited or something happens, you're either I'm so in or I'm so pissed. I'm going to tell that person, I'm going to send a strongly worded email or text over. When that comes in, just notice, ah, there's the disturbance in the force. Okay, now I'm going to rate it on a scale of one to 10. And I want you to write down the time too. So if text comes in first thing when you wake up in the morning, 0800, I'm a nurse, so I do military time. 0800, text came in, said this, made me feel this. On a scale of one to 10, I'm about a nine pissed off right now. But because I'm listening to this human design thing, I'm going to wait to react. So I just want you to notice what's your go-to reaction or do you avoid it? Do you go, oh, well, whatever, and just avoid it? Or do you numb? Do you go have a drink? Do you go buy something? Do you go eat something? What happens when you get triggered? And then I also want you to notice if you're like I was saying, quick to fire off, almost to where the reaction is almost too fast for you to even know what it is you're reacting to, okay? Those are all ways I've seen this show up. So I want you to do nothing in this moment, even if it feels counterintuitive to you, because it will. It will feel counterintuitive. It will feel like you have to do something, but you do not. Then I want you to reassess this trigger and your state of homeostasis four hours later. Now I want you to rate your emotional energy on a scale of one to 10 again. Like, oh, well, you know, now I'm like a five. I'm not that pissed off about it. But, you know, I do have a few strongly worded things I could say. So I'm about a five right? And then I want you to check back in again another four hours later. So all day you're checking in with your emotional energy. You're not avoiding it. You're not numbing it. You're not reacting to it. You're evaluating it and you're becoming aware of it. What does it feel like in my body? What do I want to do, but I'm not going to do? And then after 24 hours, after you get a good night's sleep, then it's time to reevaluate again. Okay. All right. I just woke up. It's been about 24 hours since that trigger hit me. Where does my emotional energy sit right now? And how close am I to what I know and understand as emotional neutrality or homeostasis, okay? So even your triggers have a pattern for you because 
They all come from your higher self. They all come from the universe because everything here is trying to get you back into alignment with your most authentic self. So do your triggers feel like nudges coming in one at a time? Like they're building too bigger or do they come in each one feels super invasive? I imagine it being like climbing a tree. Are triggers hitting you one step at a time and you're building up to this big blow up? Or do you just get one trigger at a certain time of the month and everything blows up and it's this big avalanche that blows up on everybody? So I want you to start seeing your triggers as nudges from the universe, as a way of getting you into deeper connection with your most highest self. Okay, so we got to stop using triggers as a mean of feeling into a way of taking action or making decisions. We have to allow triggers to be the thing that reintroduces you into a life where triggers don't mean anything. What? Yes. What if that could be true? What if your life could be lived without anything catapulting you into a state of manic or a state of depression and sadness? What if we allowed our triggers to just flow, show us where we stood in the present moment? If you live a life that you aren't happy with in any way, then there is somewhere that you're allowing triggers to dictate your feelings about something, and then you're taking action based on that feeling, right? Remember, we're telling the feeling you're good or bad, and then we're making good or bad mean yes or no, right? And for my thought work people, those of you that do a lot of thought work, what's happening is you're allowing the trigger to produce a thought, you're identifying with that thought, and then you're making that thought make you feel something, You're associating the feeling with a thought, and then you're taking action or you're avoiding action based on the meaning that you gave that energy in your body based on your thoughts. So notice I'm saying that you're allowing because guys, this is all something you can control. I know it might feel out of your control right now and like, how do I do that? But I promise you, if you use those steps I just gave you and walked yourself through every four hours of figuring yourself out in this state, you will be in control in a way you never have before. Now, if you have an open head center, this gets really fun because the thoughts that you're managing, that you're trying to do your thought work around are not even yours, right? So the feelings that you're allowing the thoughts to produce are not even yours to evaluate. Most of us are managing the thoughts of the collective. Most of us have an open head. Most of us, like 7% of the world is with a defined head here in Anjda. So we're managing the thoughts of the collective and operating from the belief that there's something wrong with us, that we have to fix something about our minds so that our feelings change. And listen, that's a whole different podcast, but you get what I'm saying, right? The trigger, as Lena says, the treasure. So the trigger, it disrupts the force just to teach you how to resume homeostasis for yourself, putting you in complete control of the external results that you have in the now. And guys, this is the key to manifestation, any kind of manifestation but we 
got to get out of blaming our feelings on others, on what happened to us, and just really start taking radical responsibility for who and what we are right now and make an aware effort on our reactivity to our emotional energy in each moment. We must make a commitment to feeling and transmuting the emotional energy that we carry as a way of learning our wave cycles, right? What times of the month are you most susceptible to emotional energy triggers? And I, again, I want you all taking a lesson from the reflectors saying, where's the moon at? Where's my hormonal state at when I am feeling super reactive or super avoidant here? And we must stay in the emotional wave to learn about it, right? Numbing or reacting isn't our emotional responsibility. And this is how we avoid or keep ourselves out of this in-the-moment awareness I keep talking about. And I'm literally spelling it out like this, you guys, because the more in alignment you get with your design, the more you're living in your energy as a way of life, you realize how subtle energy is. It's very, very subtle. And even if you aren't the definition of an emotional empath, like I can feel what you're feeling, you still can pick up on how energy feels everywhere in your design makes you an empath where you're open. So just remember, the more you stay in it and aware of it, the more you're able to move the experience of your emotional energy and you're able to do it much quicker. When we numb, when we avoid, like I did for the 24 years of my life, it feels like, 24 years of my life is literally how I look at it, where I went on antidepressants and I overdrank and numbed myself through whatever I was feeling because I just didn't know how to handle what I was feeling. And for me, that meant everyone around me didn't know how to handle how they were feeling. So I can't stress this enough. Your life smooths out. Your money makes way more sense the more you feel what you're feeling. And for a lot of us, that means allowing vulnerability to be okay, allowing our big, scary emotions to feel big and scary. That has to be just a, all right, I'm surrendering to this feeling a certain way and getting support, taking the bold action of saying, I cannot do this by myself. I have to get support. I'm going to do a whole podcast on this thing called the pain line. I'm reading this book and I'm like, what is happening? This pain line needs to be talked about because truly, if we can navigate our emotional energy around pain, then we can do anything And that's what we're here to do. We're here to call in what we want quicker and more efficiently. And we can't do that when we are allowing our emotional energy to take us off course, when we're spending years numbing and we're spending years blowing up and reacting to everything. Now, I will say this about your decisions. You do best when you take your time with your decisions and you let other people know, like, I need to take a couple of days on this and I will let you know right? But I want you to be on to yourself if you're using the emotional authority as a excuse to not stay in your decision-making process. That's a big part of my formula. And the reason my clients are getting results is because we stay in the decision-making process. Because if you don't have the results you want and you are an emotional authority, 
somewhere along the line, you're either reacting, making decisions too quickly, or you're not making them, period. Okay? And I have people, I can think of a couple people right now who might be listening to this podcast who tell me, I need to wait, my emotional authority is going to ride this wave out. And I sit on the other end of that thinking, well, what in the heck triggered them into this emotional wave? Guys, not every decision triggers your emotional wave. (laughs) If someone's asking if you want to go to the movies or not, check it against, did that just trigger homeostasis? Or is that something like I'm down with versus just saying no in the moment or hey, I'm going to get back to you in 24 hours and actually get back to the person in 24 hours. Like literally, that is your responsibility to keep yourself in the decision-making process because you know from listening to this podcast that the decision-making process is the way we work with universal law. It's the way we up-level our self-worthiness. It's how we tell the universe what we're ready for. And if we're constantly going around telling people, I have to wait 24 hours to make my decision and then not making a decision, then you're living a life of open-ended decision-making chaos. Guys, income roller coaster is what you're experiencing. (laughs) So you want to stay in the decision-making process. You want to stop allowing the mind to say, okay, I'm going to think about it and I'm going to get back to you because that's not how your emotional authority works. I just had a call with a client the other day and she's like, oh my gosh, I have been allowing my mind to tell me I need to think about it. And that's absolutely what you're telling me. That's not true for me. And I said, nope, that is not true for you. And she said, well, that's really difficult because I've actually always prided myself in being very logical about my decisions. So here's what I'll say about that. Kudos, kudos to you. But what is not logical to our minds is feeling. Feeling does not come with a definition of logic. The way you feel about something versus the way I feel about something is completely dependent on your conditioning, on your design, what your purpose is, what your higher frequency expression of all your gene keys are, and what mine is. Like it's a intricate process. So feeling is not logical. So you cannot trust that your mind will tell you what is right and true and correct for you based on what you're labeling a feeling as for yourself. So when you enter into a decision, you give yourself 24, 48 hours, you hold yourself accountable. And as you're in the decision, you're evaluating, okay, it's been eight hours. This is how I feel. You're allowing time to pass. You're staying in it. You're journaling. You're eating healthy. You're getting good sleep. You're out in nature. You're taking a walk. You're just allowing the energy to move through you, okay? So I also want to say that don't be afraid to take your time. So I either see there are people who are way too reactive and wait till the last minute to do something and then they regret it later or they don't make the decisions. They wait too long and then they're in this 
constant loop of I'm avoiding the decisions that keep coming to me. So for those of you that are super reactive and have a really hard time waiting even 24 hours to make a decision, I want you to find yourself going, okay, now that's that me. I'm me. That's me. I'm reactive. Now I know that the way my energy works is I actually need to take my time and that natural energetic of me pulling back from the decision actually feels safer for everyone around me. And as you're taking your time, what you're going to find is there's a natural window that appears for the neutral homeostasis of the aura to come back in. And then once you feel that energy, that neutrality, then you're better able to bring your answer in and make a decision from there. Now, stick to the 24-hour window. I think that's a very safe window. And then if you're still feeling a pull in your aura around the trigger after 24 hours and, you know, it's a decision you have to make in that time frame, you need to make the decision, right? There's no sense in avoiding it and not putting a close to that energy cycle. You want to just say no, like, I can't even get to neutrality, so there must be a reason that I can't get to neutrality, so it's a no right now. Because a no is enough to close the decision-making cycle of energy, and then it gives you what you need for information so that when you go back in the decision-making process, you know better about you. Now, most of us are not using our emotional authority decision-making as it's intended, because most of us are not taking the time to really learn our emotional energy, feel how we need to feel, transmute it, and then allow it to give us the information. But trust me when I say, if something is meant for you, it will not miss you, okay? You want to learn your decision-making patterns, and then you want to ask those around you to respect that this is something you're doing for yourself. So I'll go ahead and end with this. Your feelings are your access door to everything you've ever wanted. So move into using this energy with compassion for where you've come from and from an understanding for your responsibility with them moving forward. Don't make apologies for being a feeling person, okay? Know that this is your superpower, truly. And teach us to know and embrace our own emotional energy by knowing and embracing yours. Make peace with the fact that you have big emotions and allow them into your heart. This energy teaches you what you are passionate about, where your dream life can be found, And it connects you with your bigger soul's purpose, the whole reason you're here. The frequency of emotional energy is how we harness and work with the universal law. So the sooner you can get on board with this one, the better. Okay, my loves, I hope this was helpful. Let me know what your experience has been with your emotional authority and how you've been navigating it. You can Tell us all about it in the Wealthy and Aligned Facebook group. Teach us how to better navigate our emotional energy and let us know how we can better help you navigate yours. All right, until next week, cheers to staying wealthy through alignment. Alignment.